Happy anniversary, Set Lusting Bruce listeners. That's right. This is the anniversary, the third anniversary, of the very first episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host and your guide and your good companion, I hope, on this Springsteen journey we've been on together. Three years ago, we released our very first episode where Rob Southgate talked to me about what I wanted the podcast to be and what I hoped to accomplish and what were my goals and anything I could have hoped or wanted to happen in this podcast uh, mostly has. The amount of people that I've been able to visit with and help them share their Springsteen story is just countless. And actually, I guess I could count them if I had the patience to go through and count the episodes. But you understand what I'm saying. I am just so grateful that three years later, people are still wanting to hear me, but mostly my guests, share their Springsteen story. I am honored to be part of the Springsteen Southgate Media Podcast family. Um, so many great hosts, so many great shows, and Rob, Martha, and South. Rob, Martha, and Molly Southgate are all lovely people and have been so good to me. In the past three years, a lot has happened. I've had um, two different jobs, had a slight health scare, and I've gone to um, a lot of Springsteen shows. Not a lot compared to a bunch of you, but a fair amount. I've also had the opportunity to meet many listeners and other Springsteen fans. And hearing them, meeting them, exchanging smiles and hugs and a few tears has made this incredibly special for me. So I thought about what I wanted to do to celebrate this third anniversary. Well, obviously my first choice was to have Bruce or one of the members of the E Street Band join me. But um, that didn't work out. I guess they were too busy doing other stuff. Then I would have loved to had everyone who does a Springsteen podcast join me on this massive round table. Uh, you know, get JB and Rob from Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Lee from Tramps Like Us, Alec and Seth from Springsteen Song of the Week, um, just on and on and on. But um, I wasn't organized to try to make that happen. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out probably three or four episodes this week. Um, most of them will just be regular episodes. Um, special because I am talking to someone who loves Bruce Springsteen, so I feel like every episode is special. But to kick off the week, I thought I would do what seems to be 
an impossible task. I have been lucky enough to see Bruce Springsteen 16 times, including on Broadway. A lot of people don't consider that a concert, but I'm saying appearances. Uh, I'm not counting the one time I was able to go to the bookstore in Austin to, um, you know, five seconds with him, but get a copy of the autograph book. So I'm just ranking performances. That's right, it's a ranking show. I'm going to take the 16 shows I had and go through each of them in order, counting them from the, um, I hate to say least favorite show. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through as I rank them and I went, started at the top, said what was the most significant and then went downward. And each of them, of course, is amazing. Going to see Bruce Springsteen in um, show performing is the happiest place on earth. So each of these were magical in their own way. But my job here is to do the tough things. So we're going to do a little discussion of my concert shows and rank them in order. Number 16, November 17, 2012, the Sprint Center at Kansas City, Missouri. This was during the Wrecking Ball Tour. I had already seen him twice um, in that year. So this was the third show of the year. What is special about this one is I went to Kansas City with my good friend and someone who will never join me on the podcast, but is often mentioned in the podcast, Sam. Sam is um, one of my closest friends. Uh, we worked together at RealPage for years. He's still there, but now I'm gone. But um, we meet for lunch um, once a week, almost every week. Uh, we still play, stay poker together. We still um, go to the occasional show together. He is, as I said, one of my best friends. And came to the hospital um, two or three times a week when I was in there and gave Linda a break um, so that he could keep me company. Um, it was a great show. Uh, I love Wrecking Ball and so a lot of the songs I heard, it was great. Uh, one thing that stands out is he opens the show with uh, Kansas City, which I think is mandatory, and Sam and I had a long discussion on are the people of Kansas City beaten down by that song, or are they thrilled? Based on the audience reaction, I think they were thrilled. Number 15. It's one of the Dallas shows. Uh, this is um, May 5th, 2016, American Airlines Center. This is the fourth of the River 2016 shows I had attended. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why it ranked a little bit lower is because it was the fourth time I'd seen the River Show. 
amazing. It had the controversy, you know, feels like dozens of kids got up on stage to sing Dancing in the Dark, and I know that a lot of fans were unhappy with that. What stands out to me on this show is I went by myself, so I got a better ticket than I normally get. But the big thing was I got to meet Rob and JB from Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet before the show. We got to talk. We got to visit. Um, I got to meet um, JB's dad. A um, bunch of other fans, including Wendy, um, who, Wendy Parnell, who writes the great children's book. Uh, got to meet her again. Um, had a wonderful pre-show uh, meeting with Duskin. Is there at that discussion with at the House of Blues, and had a absolutely great time. Next up is the show that I had seen two days before, and that's at the Chesapeake Energy uh, Arena in Oklahoma City. This was the first show that Chris Jackson had attended with me. And um, we had a blast. We had such a good time. I can't believe this is this low on the list. Um, he, it was his first time to see Bruce. He loved it. He became a fan. Um, we just had a blast. Got to meet some Springsteen fans before, and it was just really special. Um, but it was the third time that I had seen the River Show. Still loved it, but I think that is part of the reason why this was lower on the list. Unlucky number 13 was actually lucky number 13. Um, I went to, this was on February 21st, 2016. It was the second of the River Tour shows I was at. This was the show that Linda bought me for Christmas, so it was pretty special. I got to meet Allie for the first time. That made it really, really neat. And one of the things that stands out on Louisville from me is when the show was over and everyone was leaving the stage, Max had given out one of his drumsticks. Bruce picked up the car guitar and was like, I'm not quite ready to go. And he played, um, the band came out and they played Bobby Jean. And it truly did feel like, and I've said this before, Christmas afternoon, you find a present that was under the tree that somehow had gotten overlooked. And it was a great present. Not like a pair of socks or a tie. I mean, it was something really cool. And to hear that was just amazing. And I also love that the... Um, Four sisters all got on stage and danced with Bruce. Number 12, November 3rd, 2002, American Airlines Center, Dallas, Texas. 
This was my first ever Bruce Springsteen show. After all the years of following Bruce as a casual fan, to be honest. I liked him, I respected him, and I've always wanted to see him live because people say so, had talked about how much he was an amazing performer. But it just had never worked out. It was the Rising Tour. I had casually listened to the Rising CD. I had not listened to it a lot. So I went to the show and it literally changed my life. I became obsessed with Bruce, wanting to see him, listen to the Rising nonstop afterwards. So you're probably asking, well, Jesse, why is it so low on your ranking? Because I had not done my homework, I didn't really appreciate how special that was. And while I was excited to be there and I loved everything, there was many songs I didn't know and I didn't fully appreciate them. So ranking a little lower. We move up to 11. This is April 13th, 2008. Um, we, I had not seen Bruce um, since 2005. Uh, this was the Magic Tour. Sam and I went there in Dallas. We had some of the worst seats in the house, and we had a blast. Absolutely just a blast. A year later, number 10, we, were, we went down to Houston to see the Working on a Dream Tour. That was on April 8, 2009, almost uh, 2008, I'm sorry. And um, it was almost a year since we had seen him on Magic. Uh, Sam and I had a great time. We drove down to Houston. Um, we heard Eastwick Radio play Badlands. I swear a dozen times in the four-hour trip. I'm probably exaggerating. And he opened with Badlands, and Sam looked at me and was like, Really? Really? Have we not heard this enough? Uh, great show, um, and, and it was a wonderful trip. As we continue up the top ten, number nine. This was April 6, 2014. The first of three shows I saw within 30 days. I went, this was a free show in Reunion Park in honor of the NCAA basketball tournament. It was rainy, it was a little bit cold, there was not as a big a crowd as they expected. Bruce played a little less than three hours, just barely. And it was an amazing show. It, the energy of the crowd, that small, the wonderful set list. This was, um, he had the E Street Band on steroids. Uh, it was just amazing. And it, I knew that I was about to see him three times. And so that energy, that excitement was just amazing. I still go back and watch that online because they had broadcast the show 
um, live, so a lot of people got to see it. Just, just an amazing uh, show. Number eight is the second of those three shows. That was April 17, 2014, Bridgestone Arena, Nashville, Tennessee. The reason why this reaches this high is I met Donna um, for uh, the first time. Colleen, and a lot of other Bruce fans. Um, we got, we met for dinner the night before. We met for the day of the show. Um, there was so much energy and joy. I kind of was hoping that someone living in Nashville, you know, some country music star would have joined him on stage. Not that I needed it. I just thought that would have been kind of fun. Um, Don Henley had joined uh, Bruce the first time I saw him, and uh, they played "I Fought the I Fought the Law." And then uh, in Dallas, when I saw him in 2008, Bon Jovi joined him for uh, dancing um, "Glory Days." So I was kind of hoping for a fun. Um, kind of guest star. Didn't get one. Didn't really matter. It was a wonderful show. Next up is the first show of the River Tour. This was the show, January 16, 2016, that I wrote about in the Bruce Springsteen I Was There book. I just... I had gone through almost a year of unemployment. I was working. I had, we had not seen Bruce in almost two years. And to see him for the first time at the opening of a tour was just something really, really amazing. Five and six really, um, go together. Number six is November 3rd, 2012. Number five is 4-17-2012. One in Cleveland, Ohio, one in Louisville, Kentucky. These are the two shows that we call our Bourbon and Bruce Tours. We had gone in April up and done the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, went up to Cleveland, spent a couple of days with my dear friend Tom Zoller. Linda and I got to see this was her second show, but the first one she really had studied and, and learned Bruce's music. And we had a blast. And in fact, when we heard he was going to Louisville later that year, she immediately said, get the tickets, we're going back. So these two I always think of together, um, spending the time with Linda being there in Louisville, and as Linda said, only in Louisville can you get Woodford Reserve at the concession stand. Number four, and in a lot of ways, this was very, very, this, these top four, I had to debate on which one would be number one. May 6, 2014. My third show in 30 days. 
Sam, Linda, and I drove down to Houston. We're at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. And that show is where the Flores Brothers got on stage. Where uh, sang No Surrender. One of the happiest moments I've ever seen on stage. Cue the podcast where we talk to them. Um, the Audible One Step Up. Um, truly a wonderful, joyous show, and I often talk about and think about that may have been, it is one of the best experiences I've ever had. Coming up, number three, The Bronze, is April 28th, 2005. I've gone to a lot of shows in April, just saying. It was the Nokia Theater at Grand Prairie. It was the Devils and Dust Tour. This was the second time I saw Bruce. I was ready. I had listened to Devils and Dust so much. I knew that CD backwards and forwards. It was just him, his piano, his guitar, him singing, and it truly felt like we were attending a master's class in storytelling and musicianship. Um, it was, if I was hooked after seeing him on the Rising Tour, I became obsessed while listening to him on this. The Silver Medal, and this was really tough. Picking the two. August 25th, 2016, MetLife Stadium. Allie had asked me, had invited me to come up and see the show, stay at her house. It was amazing. Chris and I flew into New York. We got to go the night before the show into Manhattan. Got to see Jimmy Aquino from Comic News Insider, someone that I had known via online for years. We enjoyed uh, a wonderful dinner. I got to meet Lynette Carolla, and I was able to tell her the influence she had on me about starting this podcast. Met Jim Rotola, got to share with him how much I loved listening to him, and then the night of the show, everyone was talking about there's no way this second show that we may have been at the wrong night. The show on the 23rd, everyone had talked about how amazing it was. And we didn't pick the wrong night. It was, at the time, one of the longest shows in the U.S. Jack of all trades on strings. Um, it is we had the couple getting engaged during Jersey Girl and it was the first time ever at the end of a Bruce Springsteen show I said I've had enough I, I you always want more but at this one I was like nope this was a perfect show I am I am sated 
if I tried to get another song, it would just be greedy. I was so happy to have Chris there sharing it with me, getting to meet Howie and so many other Bruce fans. Um, it was just a special moment. And at that point, I knew that would be the best show I would ever see of Bruce. There'd be other great shows, but nothing would be better. And then, January 25th, 2018, somehow, through the miracle of some Springsteen angels, I got a ticket to see Springsteen on Broadway. I, I still can't believe that Linda let me go. Financially, we had no business making that decision. But she said, you've got to go. This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And it was. It, it was amazing. And I am so excited about seeing this again on Netflix. The power and the beauty of Bruce telling his story on stage is something that I will never forget. And I am so blessed that I've been able to enjoy it. So there we go. Hope you enjoyed my ramblings. If you um, want to share your Springsteen, uh, share your concerts and the ones you'd like, I would love to have you on the show. Reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can also send me a Twitter at setlustingbruce. My personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. Uh, let me know. Join me. Also, we will be having um, at least two other shows this week. Uh, I may try to squeeze out a total of four. Um, but for now, thank you for listening. It has been an amazing three years. I am so proud that I am part of the Springsteen fan family. I love you guys all. I hope that we have many, many years ahead of us sharing good music, a lot of laughter, and love. For now, keep hope alive, and I will talk to you soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 